Thanks for checking out this episode of the Bureau Briefing. Before we get to the show, there are a couple of companies we really want to thank. Our sponsors, 10,000 Feet. You know, if you haven't checked them out lately, you need to check them out. They make this simple but powerful software, and it just helps you make confident decisions about what's going on with your projects and your teams. Also, MailChimp. MailChimp has been an amazing supporter of the Bureau community since day one, and they are everywhere we go, and they just love digital agencies. And you need to realize they're not just an email tool, and they're not just a marketing automation tool. They're a second brain for your business. They can give you insights, and they can help you automate your e-com store. It's just amazing. So make sure and check out MailChimp as well. And now, let's get on to the show. Welcome to the Bureau Briefing, a podcast by the Bureau of Digital, an organization devoted to giving digital professionals the support system they never had. Each episode, we're going to talk to a member of our community doing awesome, inspiring things. Now for your host, Carl Smith. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Bureau Briefing. It's Carl. And recently, I was in a conversation that took a turn to something called account-based marketing. And I will let you know that I have been a skeptic of anything that can be abbreviated to three letters, mainly because I was a theater major, not a business major. And so I have invited to be on the show today, Greg Bear from the Bear Group. Greg and I got to know each other at Owner Camp in Scottsdale, I think. Is that right, Greg? That's right. Mm -hmm. So he runs the Bear Group out of Seattle. Uh, been around for about 10 years. You guys had your 10-year anniversary last year, didn't you? That's right. Yep. So 11. Yeah. Cool. And um and with him is Travis Caldwell, their marketing director, who's probably the person trying to bring this ABM stuff in the door, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and so anyway, Greg, say hey and uh, explain a little bit about the Bear Group and how you and Travis got to this point on account-based marketing. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Carl. So, um, well, let's see. So we're a development company up here in in Seattle, and um, uh, uh, it's been interesting. So uh, one of the, you know, business challenges that sort of vexed me and probably uh, most agencies I've ever spoken with over certainly the first decade is, is this idea of sort of controlling the throttle. Um, so, uh, you know, being able to add sales um, and grow when we want to grow, perhaps pulling back when we don't, um, that's always been um, kind of elusive. Um, and in general, you know, we have a nice pipeline. It's filled with a uh, great referral business. We have, uh, you know, we count on our design partners um, and uh, they bring in lots of good leads for us. Um, we have a really strong, uh, particularly when Travis joined us uh, about three years ago, um, you know, really brought forward our content ad inbound strategies. Um, so we just have this nice steady stream of 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 leads um as steady is the word the you know <laughs> maybe not the exact right word uh, but so the trouble with both those is that you know you just don't control when they come in so that so um last year um, we actually sat down with tom from uh, navigate the journey who we met at owner's camp yeah so he came and did a straight ops with us um in october of last year um, and really lay down, you know, partly to lay down a three-year growth plan. We're just like, let's, it's always felt like we're at, you know, we're driving the bus and don't exactly have the map. Um, so the, um, came out the other side of that with a really great 
plan. Um, and in addition, we looked at sort of our top 30 accounts over the past year, sort of what distinguished them, what really made them, you know, made them great accounts. So, um, and then Travis also brought forward this book uh, called Predictable Revenue. Um, okay. And I don't know if you've read that, but it's a really uh, pretty good read, um, at least the first few chapters. And it gets a little kind of, you know, like all business books. Um, the, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it brought forward this idea of like sort of the three-legged stool of like marketing and referrals and sales and really kind of accentuated we're just totally missing sales. So we have no had no strong direct program, no prospecting program. Um, anything like that. And that that is what would give us a little bit of throttle control, ideally. Um, so we started out on this experiment, kind of did the planning in Q4 last year, and then um, sort of setting forward with this, um, uh, trying to trying to find, um, you know, solutions for introducing sales into the mix. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that led to sort of prospecting and playing around with sort of broad scale approaches. Um, and kind of found that sort of, you know, really broad prospecting wasn't very effective for us. It, um, it you know, it's, it can only, it, it just didn't, even, even with like, uh, you know, marketing automation tools and all the kind of cool tools that are available to, to find good prospects. Um, uh, just like that, that didn't quite, um, you know, we just weren't getting great response rates, certainly not the 10% kind of response rates that folks are sort of advertising. Um, Right. So then, yeah, Travis, I don't, you know, you'll have to jump in. I, I, where you first encountered account based, I mean, it's not like new, right? So I mean, it's sort of a rebirth of enterprise sales, right? Um, but the tools have definitely so changed. You, um, do Travis, give, give kind of an overview on account based marketing, because as anybody listening will know, I did not prepare at all for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what is, what is account based marketing? Like, like what makes it special? Yeah. So what, you know, in my opinion, what makes account-based marketing special is is the focus. So you're you're essentially identifying accounts that you want to target, and then you're combining your sales and marketing efforts to focus on them. Um, one of the kind of the keys to this, from you know, a, kind of an inbound perspective, is you're not you're not just scrapping everything you're doing and. Um, starting with a completely new sort of marketing strategy, it, it really, to me, is, is that matter of focus. And, you know, there's a process in, in which you need to go through where you're going to um, identify and select accounts that you want to target. And, and like Greg mentioned, we did a lot of research last year on, um, you know, dissecting essentially our top 30, you know, ever clients and, and really what what did those accounts look like? What were the teams like? What was the initial project? You know, it's, it's, it's this massive spreadsheet um, as, as I seem to like to create. Um, <laughs> you know, and from there, you know, so it, it starts to develop essentially an account persona, just like, you know, in marketing, we've got all okay. of our target audience yeah, yeah. personas, right? And so now we're starting to see these two pictures come together. Um, what that allows us to do with those two things together is really take a look and say, okay, at this particular account, who should I be talking to, right? Who owns the budget? Who, you know, who's the decision maker? Um, you know, where are they at in the process? Do they have an internal IT team? You know, for us, right, our considerations may be a little bit different than a different company um you know what we're right. we're selling web development well if, if they have a huge in-house web development team it's going to be a pretty tough sledding um so you know we try to you know pick those all things all out right um and that's where you know we're looking at 
kind of our ranking strategy. And so we're pulling those into yet another massive spreadsheet um, that then allows us to, you know, kind of has color coding and all the really fun stuff of like, okay, you know, out of these 50, really there's eight um, that are, that fit this profile of somebody or an account that's going to drive our growth for the next couple of years um, or, or whatever number, right, that ends up being. And it allows us to say like, okay, well, these ones are our ones we should go after first. These are ones we should go after next. Um, you know, who do we maybe want to maybe internally? Is there somebody that like, oh, I'd really like to work at this company um, or actually, you know, I know somebody that works there, right? So you start to think about all the different marketing things that you could do. And essentially what we've done is created marketing strategies for each of these. And that's really kind of your fourth step. That's really the like generating, you know, anything that's relevant. A lot of folks will focus at this point heavily on content. Um, and it's, you know, where they're really thinking about personalization on their website. You know, maybe they're, they're using personalization tools and, you know, they're going to try to drive people from, um, you know, X company. And, and when they hit that page, it's going to say, you know, hey, so-and-so from X company. Um, we're not quite going that direction, but, you know, even with ad copy, uh, right. <laughs> it's like, Hey, you know, you're a that's creepy, group, right. Um, like if you say, you know who I am when I show up on your website, that's yeah. just creepy. Oh, uh, it gets, it gets better. So yeah, I'm glad you're um, not going that far. It, it, not for that. No, for, for personalization in that regard, but we are using that, you know, so we're, we generate white papers as part of our inbound strategy. <laughs> so, you know, it allows, it informs our uh, landing page strategy for that. And if we know that people from um, industrial, mechanical, B2B, you know, enterprise companies that all have, you know, revenue over this that are publicly owned uh, or publicly traded rather, um, that have, you know, these MarTech platforms on the back end are more likely to read this white paper or more likely to have this same problem set. And we can, right. you know, we can market to that and we can generate the content and the messaging that will resonate with them for that. Um, and so then it, you know, really goes into delivery, right? It's you've, you create your marketing strategy for each one of these um, and, and the content you need and the assets you need, the sales strategy, what's the outreach piece going to be and the direct element. Um, and then, and, and then it's a matter of that, ex executing. That struck me as like kind of the big difference between, so it's not like sales was on one side, you know, doing a bunch of prospecting and looking for leads um, and marketing on the other side is creating really interesting content strategies. It blends those two. So it throws all that into the blender and say, here's one client that we're, or one target account that we want to go after. Let's put, let's with that amount right. of focus on one, you know, organization, let's, you know, put all of our efforts from the sales side and the marketing side um, together. And after that single target, um, that, that changes. It's, it's just so focusing. It's really a great, it's interesting um, to kind of pull, pull those worlds together. You know, and well, see, Greg, so, okay. So when I started engine, it was 2003. You start the bear group in 2007. I think we're kind of in that same generation <laughs> where, well, no, in, in terms of a shop where, sales was just this walk awkward thing that we never thought we'd need because we were doing great work. <laughs> when I first right? came on to Bear Group, I mean, actually, we, Greg and I would have conversations about how sales felt very really off-brand for us. Right. No, that's we're, it. That's we're exactly digital. it. We're digital it's marketers like, okay. and, and we get the web. We don't want sales. Yeah. 
Yeah. But if we can call it something yeah. else, <laughs> we can be given it. This is fascinating. And I appreciate the overview. And for everybody listening, Bear Group is just at the beginning of this. Like you, you started doing the research at the end of last quarter. You're, you're kind of moving into it now, right? We're at we're in the end of the first quarter here. So you're moving into it. So a few questions, like you, you kind of skimmed it, um, but like what are the top three criteria or, or however, whatever top criteria you want to share when you're identifying those awesome prospects? Yeah, uh, it, it, it does. does. It I mean, way? I think it, it did initially, right? So, so there are certain things that are are primary for us. Um, region is one. You know, we're we're Seattle centric. Okay. You know, Pacific Northwest, Puget Sound. Um, that's where that's where we're based, and and that's what we you know the the clients we want to uh, target first. Um, you know, from there. Because of the research that we did, you know, we, we were able to determine that, like, you know, people who needed not just a content management system, but also e-commerce were, were really great accounts for us because they leveraged more of our skill Makes set right? and, our, and our developers. Um, from there, you know, we, it's size, you know, um, our, we've kind of have a couple different sweet spots where they're either, you know, 11 to 50 employees or they're 500 plus. Um, and for whatever reason, the ones in between haven't been great as great of um, fits for us or, or haven't been as longevity clients. Um, that's one of the things we really... Yeah, yeah. There's probably turmoil in the middle there. There's, yeah, once they get bigger, they've that. definitely got more established routines and marketing departments and roadmaps. Um, and I think you mm-hmm. know they've, they've probably already made the decision to not have development in-house or what they're going to outsource in those scenarios. Um, And then, you know, for us, it it also ended up coming back to being things like B2B. Um, And again, this is all based off research of, of clients that we worked really well with um, over the years. So not trying to generate something new and not trying to be like, Oh, well, if we had our uh, best case scenario, what would it be? But really historically, what have what have we had the best long term relationship which with which is you know on average almost six years for us for for client retention um, and so that's pretty incredible um, at least from my perspective um, so B two B you know public and there's kind of some debate there in public or private you know they, there's been positives and, and really great relationships with each. Um, but it's it's this combination of B2B where we kind of found our sweet spot was B2B e-commerce that has strong content strategies um, because they, you know, needed the most um, of, of the service that we provide and, um, you know, it was the type of work that we really enjoyed as well. And regionally, I don't know if you had anything else. Yeah, I mean, that gets us down to like, that still gets you down to maybe 100 accounts or 100 companies in the region. So it's still too big of a list. Right. Right. Um, and so from there, then we sort of, there was sort of this ranking and we could share some of this with you, like just spreadsheets that, that has like, um, you know, yeah, yeah. the ranking criteria. And we, we used a tool. So two tools we used. So one was, and, and uh, Travis mentioned these ones internal, just like what companies do we know have been in, living here for 35 years, like kind of know a lot of organizations, but I was really surprised by the, and the, the more fun one actually for me, Personally, we used a, a tool called Zen Prospects, which is sort of like using LinkedIn, um, but but it has like a little stronger um, set of filtering available, um, and their own pool of contacts and lists. 
And, um, and so we would build our profiles up in there. So you could basically say, here's a company profile that really is like the one Travis just described, um, or here's like five companies that we want to target. And it would pull similar style companies together. So sort of that predictive um, style um, lookup. And from that pool, so I found a lot of companies I had actually had never heard of. Um, and, and I feel like I, you know, live here long enough, I should know everything, but um, the, uh, uh, which was great. And, and then we could, you know, it has like little bios on each company and, and kind of talks about them a little bit. So we were using some of those online tools to essentially get at a smaller subset. Um, and then from there, then basically we had a ranking criteria um, that would go through and say, here's, you know, and, and the ones that bubbled up to the top. And that got us down to about 20, maybe, is that right, Travis, something like that? Yeah, it's like 20, 20, 20 30. Um, and then we just kept dialing yeah. it back. So like, here's yeah. one thing or another about each one. Would, would... So, so explain that. So first of all, all the criteria you list, I love because they're real, right? Like, it, it's easy to see them. A lot of times you'll hear about techniques, you'll hear about things. You're like, yeah, but how am I going to find that out? Whereas with this, there's there's nothing about you know, what makes up their service? Is it e-com? Is that part of it? Where, where are they based? What's their market? Are they B2B, right? What's their size? All of these things are easy to find out with public facing information that's all over the place. Um, so, so I'm curious, you're talking about dialing it back. What is the number you're trying to get to? That's a good question. So what we're trying to activate over the next six months is identifying 10 new accounts a month to start into our ABM strategy. Um, so in, in that identification, you know, we, we just listed all of the criteria. That's for the very like prospecting, the ones that we're looking for. Ours is, is sort of a hybrid approach where we're still right. doing inbound marketing. So we're still generating leads through our white papers and we're mm -hmm. taking those same leads that we're generating and we're saying, okay, you know, do they fit? Should they go into our ABM strategy? Should they go into, you know, a, a different marketing strategy? Um, and one of the things that's been interesting with that, as we found, is the leads that we've generated, while some of them on the surface, we we're like, oh, that's not a great lead, the account would be great. And so it's then a matter of like, okay, now we can pass that to sales with this modeling and say like, who can you, you know, track down who we should be talking to there. Um, so we've got kind of a gated content adding to that list. And then we, we are also doing some, some identification of just site traffic. So one of our big frustrations over the last couple of years has been we can identify that marketing's working because it's driving people to the site that are really relevant, <laughs> but they're not converting, right? They're not contacting us. They're not downloading a white paper. And it's been you know, like, we're not ESPN. You know, you don't just go to beargroup.com to peruse on your on your lunch break yeah. right so you 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 probably needed our service <laughs> i don't know there's team photos i've spent some time on those no, team I, photos i'm just gonna say it's yeah you know it's a good looking a great view of the here. water but you know it's it's you know it's not you know your your kind of average um just spend time on site so with the people who hit there our conversion rate has always been a frustration for me because Clearly, there's an intent. So we're, we're using some of that that IP matching as well to, um, you know, to figure out. Okay, well, you hit our site. Was that because you did have a need, or and and just got distracted, um, or or something else? Right. So, so you go through. You're not quitting any of the other models you've been doing. You're not quitting inbound. You're not that sort of stuff. You're, you're maybe getting a little more particular. 
or you're, you're finding out if, if it's obvious that the wrong person made the engagement, you're spending time to find out about the company to see if you can get to the right person. How have you changed the overall content and what you're projecting from Bear Group, or have you yet, um, based on this new focus on a certain type that's of good, account? Really good question. I, that's that's is the intention, right? So the intention is just starting. So and and to be to be honest, it's like right. we started with ten and we got it down to like five, and then now we're like, okay, let's just do one. <laughs> like let's figure this out for one company. So we picked this company out here that's you know near us. And like, that's been our, we're writing new material for it. We're, we're crafting, you know, kind of here's a series of marketing sequence of emails that will go out to this group of like 17 people that we've identified inside this organization. That would be good, good context for us. Um, we're hitting them with Facebook ads. We're hitting them with that group with LinkedIn, you know, direct messaging. So kind of coming at it from all sorts of angles. So just to build some awareness around, around it. Um, so there's, there, there's ad uh, delivery, um, a, a lot of, a lot of kind of content delivery around that, that gets kind of created messages that are mm-hmm. kind of specific, but generalish. Um, and then, um, uh, and then actually the white papers themselves, we've been talking about a little bit of like, should we pull, let's grab the segments of this that are, are going to be like super relevant for their industry and, and, and deliver that to them, you know, kind of in a package thing or put their name on the cover of the white paper or something like that, you know, just so it feels a little like it's been, been a little, little bit more targeted. Um, so it's, so we're not, we're not writing like custom blog posts specifically to, you know, company X, which I almost said their name about four times now. Um, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Can't let them know yet. Listening, but the but but then you know just sort of how how we could how how we so we'll customize it to to some degree. We're still kind of trying to figure that out. I think, and you know, certainly six months from now, we'll have that a little more dialed in um, as far as like here's, and here's I think the package for each of these. Oh, okay. Yeah. And one of the other elements with that in terms of just the peer messaging, you know, it allows for us to get more in their um, need state and really understand what their pain points are. And then it's a matter of, you know, positioning ourselves to, you know, to champion them along in their process and help them figure out their solution. And so when we're writing a new white paper, um, one, one that's coming out tomorrow on our agile methodology, Right. We can we can think really step back and be like, how is, you know, this the person in this company going to find this relevant? Um, and that and that does inform everything. Right. It, it does inform the ad copy. It does inform, you know, the the, the call that might go out to them, um, et cetera. So, you know, it's it's been a really again, uh, we mentioned it earlier at the beginning, like focusing for our marketing where you're not trying to solve you're not trying to help marketer every marketer solve every marketing problem when it comes to web development, right? We're trying to help right. two companies solve their, you know, their problems and and help you know help them um, along in that process. So I think from that regard, it's it's just it's so much more targeted um, to to what they're probably experiencing at this exact moment. You know, and then that that theory, right, is that that's what will resonate with them and and when the when they need to, they'll come to us. And I think um, there's always been this, uh, you know, leaky roof uh, analogy of like, well, you don't need a roof until you need a roof. Um, but you know, we can identify, hey, if you haven't had a roof right. replaced in 15 years, it's probably coming up pretty soon. Um, and and you know, focusing there and focusing our efforts around that um, because it just seems to be more efficient 
No, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, one question, when we start looking at the white papers and you determine that there is a challenge they're facing or a solution they're looking for, you don't necessarily have, uh, I mean, I don't know everybody at Bear Group, but when you start to look at these, there may be somebody else who's better suited to write these white papers or like, what do you do when suddenly the marketing is pushing your capabilities? Run and hide? No, um, no, no, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me rephrase that. Do you start to look at your service offering down the line? Based on what you're finding, these ideal clients that would be interesting bridge to cross. Before I you so have, we, I mean, we cross that bridge a lot. Anyway, you know, it's like someone comes in and like, "Hey, you guys do psychor work," and they're like, ah, "Not really, but maybe we should." We all do, um, yeah, yeah. you know. So those opportunities present themselves, and they're kind of like, oh, "Okay, should we jump on that?" Um, yeah, I, I think that would probably be one of those things where it's like, "Okay, do we feel like they could at least fit our platforms and our course service offerings?" Otherwise, they might fall off the list because of that. Um, if we're like right. go in and like, hey, it's like they're purely right. .NET based. They've got a big IT team inside. It's just not going to be the right. It's going to be such oh, an uphill. Yeah. Like we're never going to get past the wall there. Uh, you know, we're not going to change out their entire infrastructure. So, so that's that. That might be one of those things that like is a criteria for us. Um, so because technology is definitely what's on the list of like you know what are their core technologies. So those might be some. So and we try to try and eliminate them before they bring business confusion <laughs> exactly before they eliminate and I think you. that's that to me again is one of the nice things about this strategy um, is when you're just doing pure inbound you don't you don't have any control of over those that those kinds of leads that come in so you actually get I think more exposure to right. distractions and noise through pure inbound whereas you know we're saying like okay, you know, again, if as long as you fit this criteria, we've already determined that uh, our product offering is a good solution for you. That you know that there's that there's a, a symbiotic relationship there, um, instead of going after people who you know we're trying to convince them to convert or you know change platforms or maybe a, a much harder selling point. Right. Yeah. So, do you do anything offline? If you're if you're identifying this small subset of a prospect, and maybe you can identify, you know, what their their sources of learning are, right? Are, are you trying to do anything to get in a magazine? Or yes. So one of the research things like we're that? doing right now is of these eight companies, you know what meetups are they going to in seattle can can we sponsor those meetups can we present there um you know can we we you know buy pizza for that meetup what what are ways that we can get engaged with these folks um offline um and you know we've always kind of shied away from event marketing we'll be at, at martech here in april um which is a you know a big one but we're trying to again we're trying to identify hey are you gonna be at that conference can we can we meet then um 
and, and, and identifying some of those different ways, um, print and, and stuff that would be that, that would maybe before have been discredited or shied away from because it wasn't digital, it wasn't it didn't it wasn't as measurable to now having more justification to the pure awareness that's going on in that scenario because it's focused on, you know, these five accounts. And on the um, just to add to that on the sales side, um, pure sale, a little more traditional sales side. So we just recently hired our first sales development rep. So an SDR role. Um, one of the things that this does is it generates a lot of um, different contacts in different states. So suddenly you have a hundred contacts that are in, you know, kind of a different points. Um, so someone that's really like, you know, unlike myself, uh, you know, not afraid to pick up the phone and um, you know, not afraid to, you know, so, so like, just, just like really want to engage and talk and like have those conversations and kind of get people into that first scoping meeting and kind of that sort of thing. So, um, so that's a key, a key element for us for sure is those really offline strategies. I mean, I always joke about like, okay, I'm a, like we have all their home addresses. We just like go park our car with our brights on in front of their house and tell the answer the door. And then like, you know, like, Hey, we just wanted to talk. Um, <laughs> you, you know, their kids play T-ball and there's all these people. Things so, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you fellas a tip. So this is, you know, I realized I had an advertising agency career before starting my shop and uh, I was a media director for a while. And when we had a specific account we wanted to go after, and it's just, I, I mentioned something being creepy earlier. I'm about to creep everybody out. Wow. Uh, I would actually hire a private detective. <laughs> I would have the private detective figure out our prospects route. And that's wow. what we would do. We would buy the outdoor only going to and from their house. Wow, that's awesome. So they really thought we were everywhere. <laughs> well, fellas, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to be on the briefing today. And I look forward to checking back in in like six months and see how it's going. Hopefully you've well, landed. You, yeah, great, uh, to, great to be here. Yeah, clients. we're definitely looking for that first win. So it'll be fun to prove out this whole strategy. So. Sounds great. I'll follow up. And everybody listening, thanks so much. And we'll catch up with you soon. All the best. Bye.